Hey, thank you guys so much for being here, for uh, choosing to invest into your lives. Uh, I love church. I love the opportunity we have to get here together, to spend time, to hang out, but not just that, let Jesus speak into our lives. We get an opportunity to worship Him. We get an opportunity to hear what He wants to say. So I think that's great. And I just want to thank Pastor Chris and Pastor Sue for the opportunity to share tonight uh, here at 6pm, but also at New Hope Church online, which is really exciting. And I, I don't take this for granted, but I really appreciate the opportunity. So thank you, guys. Now... I've been a little while since I've shared. Last time I shared, I talked about noise-canceling headphones at New Hope Online. Some of you guys might remember that. The concept of getting away from the noise of life, putting on your noise-canceling headphones, and hearing what God has to say to you. And Pastor Levi actually preached this morning on our peripheral vision and how we should not let God become the peripheral, but we should keep Him as the focus and let our problems become the peripheral. And it's this concept of focusing on God, shutting out the rest, focusing on God that I've been really trying to implement into my own life recently, because to be honest, I let it slack off a heap, and I was like, man, why am I hearing from God? He's just not talking to me. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not actually spending any time with him. So I've been really intentional in doing that, and recently God has actually been pretty clear to me, which is great. I love when I spend time with God, and he speaks to me. And it's out of this I want to share with us tonight. Uh, And it was one of these moments, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm praying, I'm like, God, I really need you to speak this particular thing into my situation. These words would be great. You know those times you're praying and you want God to say something particular? I didn't get that. I got what I needed to hear instead. And it reminded me of a time, when I used to play soccer, I was a teenager, I used to play a lot of rep soccer, and I was a really short, very small person. Um, And like, what? Like Geordie. No, I was like a foot or two shorter than Geordie and probably skinnier. Geordie, but you know, I had, I had speed going for me. And that was a huge problem for every team we versed because no one could keep up with me. I scored yeah. lots of goals. So they had to find a solution. And when you're faced with a really fast, but really short, small, tiny person, the best solution is generally to find someone three times their size with the sole purpose of taking you out, knocking you down, making sure you finish the game. And that was what, or don't finish the game, sorry. That's what these teams were doing to me. And if I wasn't careful, it happened to me. Uh, You would just get hit by some dude who was definitely four years older than he was saying on his certificate. uh, And you would just get smashed. And let me tell you, it hurts. It hurts so much. The ground hurts, your body hurts, your ego hurts. But one thing I learned really quickly was the longer I lay there in pain, the more pain I experienced. The harder it was for me to get back up. And when I thought about this, it actually reminded me of 2020. And I'm sure we're all sick of hearing 2020, COVID season. It's just the year. We've all heard that saying, oh, he's just having a 2020. Um, yeah, um, but the reality is that that happened. The, this year has happened to all of us. And I know for me, 2020 has been a year where I've had some absolutely incredible wins. My oldest son, Fletcher, turned one, which is really cool. My wife and I celebrated our third year anniversary, which meant she has spent three years putting up with me and continues to choose to do so. So thank you, Izzy. You're gorgeous and I appreciate you. And our second son, Hudson, was born just a few months ago. There's been some great wins in 2020, but I don't think I'm alone in this. There's also been some knockdowns in 2020, some things in my life that have taken a hit. I mean, I've experienced failures, doors have closed, opportunities fallen apart. A large chunk of the year seemed to just disappear like that. I'm sure I'm not alone in experiencing this. I'm sure there's many of us here that have had some wins, but also experienced some knockdowns. Maybe you're going through it right now. Maybe you're one of the lucky few that didn't experience a knockdown. Can I say, this concept of having some wins and then having to figure out how to deal with the knockdowns in life is something that we'll all have to face at one point or another. I think it's not uncommon to humans. I think it's something that every human who's ever walked the face of the planet has had to figure out 
how to do, to how to get back up when you've been knocked down. It's like that song in the early 2000s. Tub thumping, it's called. Does anyone know it? It goes a little something like, I think sound guys have got it. I I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never going to keep me down. (laughs) This concept, (laughs) who remembers that? Man, I was on the radio on uh, 100.7 CFM in the early 2000s, way back before Hit FM and here. That was way better back in the day. Anyway, this concept, this I get back up again, that phrase in the song, that's what God was leading me to. See, when I was spending time with God, he was said this to me. He said, how long are you going to lie there, Matt? How long are you going to lie there in this little puddle of self-pity, justifying why things went wrong and how it's not your fault and, you know, it's just 2020. How long are you going to lie there? I was really challenged by that because I didn't want to hear it, but I needed to hear it. God wasn't getting mad at me, but he was calling me out. I had this self-destructive attitude, this negative mindset, and God was saying, hey, man, when are you going to get up? When are you going to rise? And when are you going to overcome? When are you going to get back up again? And it's this concept, that phrase, but I get up again, that I believe is a call to rise. I believe it's a call to overcome, to chase what opportunities are ahead of us, to find the new ways to overcome and pursue what God's got for each and every one of us. And I think 2020, I think the season we're in, it's got to end. We've got to just go to a new season. But we get up again. And when I think of this concept, but I get up again. I've turned my... Oh, it's turned off. Great. Anyway, Paul. Who knows who Paul is? The great apostle Paul. This concept of but I get up again, I think it is common to all of us, but I think people like him, have, they know what it's like to get up when they've been knocked down. And you think of all the great things he's accomplished. If you flip open your New Testament, you've got a one in three chance of reading something Paul wrote. Like that's a huge portion of the New Testament. You think of all the stories uh, about him in the New Testament, yet he experienced his fair share of knockdowns. He experienced those times where he was hit hard and he had to get back up and overcome. And I want to look at one of these stories in Acts chapter 13 tonight, well, 13, 14, sort of begins in 13. Um, so if you've got scripture, you've got your Bibles here, open up there. But we're going to kick it off. Acts 13, right at the start there, the leaders of the church, they're praying and God says to them, hey, Paul and Barnabas, they have got something in their lives. I've got a plan for them. You need to go and release them so they can go and pursue that. So the leaders go, you know what, God, you're right. Let's do it. Paul and Barnabas, off they go. And everywhere they go, they're seeing huge victories. They're seeing leaders of towns come to know Jesus, change the way they're living. People who've never even heard of God, let alone Jesus, are changing their lives. They're experiencing the newness that God has for them. And in all of that, in all of the victory that they're experiencing, they are not, like, not, not coming against knockdowns. There is mistrust. There are people rising up and speaking out against them that they've got to deal with. There's leaders that gave them opportunity yesterday that today got jealous and want to kill them and then rile up the whole town to try and kill them. And this is where we pick up the story in in, uh, chapter 14 where Paul and Barnabas are getting chased out of a town because the whole place wants to kill them. And they get out of there, they escape, thankfully, and they arrive in a town called Lystra. And they get to Lystra, and the first thing they come across is a man. He can't walk. He's paralyzed from the waist down. He's been like that his whole life. And so they pray for him. And God moves. God uh, conducts a miracle. The guy gets up and walks for the very first time. Just incredible stuff. And the people go wild. The people of this town just go berserk. And not in excitement. I think 
when I read this over and over again, they actually freak out a little bit because they start saying things like, the gods are walking among us in human form. And they're probably thinking of the Greek gods who are angry all the time. And they're trying to sacrifice animals to appease the wrath of, of Paul and Barnabas. So you can imagine this. They've just prayed for a guy. God's moved. He gets up. He walks. Wow. Okay, why are there animals being sacrificed all over the streets? So Paul and Barnabas are facing this crazy scenario where they're trying to calm the people down. They're like, no, 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 no. It's not us. It's God. God who loves you. This is how much he loves you. He wanted to heal this guy. That's how much he loves you. But they can't really control the people. And then this happens, verse 19. Just to add to it, the Jews, or basically the people from the previous town who wanted to kill them, arrive right in the middle of all this and start riling up the rest of the crowd. And pretty soon, the people want to kill Paul and Barnabas. So Paul gets stoned. Not in the 2020 version of the word. But they pick up the bigger rocks as they can find, and they just start throwing them at Paul. They start hitting him. And back in the day, when people got stoned, they got rocks thrown at them until their bodies stopped moving. So imagine that. They grab Paul, they drag him out of the city, and they leave him there thinking he's dead. And it's so easy to look at that story and go, man, how good were the things Paul accomplished? How much did Paul do? Wow, God called him all the way. Oh, but then he got taken out. But, you know, God called him all the way, and it's just a pity that he got taken out. And it's so easy to think the story could stop there. But in verse 20, it doesn't actually stop there. The story continues. It says, after the disciples got around him, he got back up and went back into the city. I love this story. Paul literally got knocked down by like big old rocks and probably heaps of them. I can't think of a worse way to get literally knocked down, let alone metaphorically get knocked down. Um, That would suck. But he got back up and he didn't just get up, but he went back into the city and back into the place where God had called him to be. He got back up again. And this is a pattern of his life. Over and over and over again, Paul is overcoming these challenges. Paul is getting back up when he's knocked down. 1 Corinthians 11, I think we've got it. Put it up there. Okay, it's going to be split up over a few, but I'll paraphrase this. He talks about all the times he's been knocked, probably not even all the times, but a large chunk of the times he's been knocked down. He's been uh, beaten up with rods three times. He's been whipped 39 times, five times. He's been stoned. He's been shipwrecked. He's been stuck in the sea floating around for a day and a half. Uh, He's been starving without clothes. He's struggled with friends and foes and the people who are closer than a brother betrayed him. Uh, Robbers have come up against him. He's had to defend himself. And that's just some of the physical things Paul dealt with. He starts talking about the mental stuff he has to deal with, the pressures and anxieties of all the churches that he's planted, the people he's sowed into, and how he feels when they're having a bad time. He says uh, along the lines of when someone gets to the end of their rope, I feel their desperation. When someone's tricked or duped into sin, I'm angry, not at them, but angry that they were tripped, tricked or duped into sin, into falling away. He gets angry over that. Like that's the physical and the mental knockdowns, and yet he gets up and he goes back up again. He gets back up again. And what a time for God, for God to be speaking into our lives about this. After the year of 2020, isn't it time we got up again? See, no matter the, yes, there was, unex, there was unexplained circumstances, but we can take an attitude of, I got up again. Yes, there was failures, but we can get up again. Yes, things didn't go to plan this year at all, but I get up again. This is the attitude that I believe God is calling each and every one of us to do, to have. To think about your, your lives, to think about maybe your employment. Maybe in this season, your employment circumstances shifted and changed. Maybe you know, there was a loss of hours. Maybe what your job actually looked like began to shift and change. I know mine certainly did. Uh, I don't know about yours, but what if maybe even 
you weren't even comfortable in how that changed. Maybe there was a career change in there. Maybe you were made redundant. Maybe all of that just got you feeling really uncertain about your value as an employee to your organization or to any organization. Maybe your study began to shift and change. Maybe you're studying for your dream career at university or looking to finish year 12 and school and uni pretty much just went out the window and went to some online forum and maybe you weren't comfortable with that. Maybe you didn't know how to deal with that. Maybe that rocked the habits that were so secure in your life around study, around achieving those goals. Maybe they got knocked down. Well, you know what? This is the time where God says to you, you know, don't lie down. You've got to get up. It's time to rise. You've got to get back up again. Maybe that means refreshing your resume and going out and meeting new employers and looking for new work opportunities, new career opportunities. I have heard stories of people in this time getting brand new jobs, people who've never had jobs before getting jobs. Those people are getting back up. People who are looking for career change, finding opportunities. Just because it's COVID season doesn't mean they're not there. Get up again and pursue what God's called you to do. Maybe that means trying new ways of learning when it comes to your study. Embracing what's changing. Hey, actually, maybe this is a new habit I can set. Rebuilding, finding new habits around your study so that you can achieve the goals you've set for yourself that God's called you to. Maybe you're like me and your health and your fitness took a little bit of a knock. See, I just rejoined a gym right before uh, they shut all the gyms down. About two weeks before, I was working out regularly. I was feeling really good. And then they said, no more gym for you uh, for six months. And that killed the habits I just built. Maybe your fitness routine, uh, maybe you were going for runs, yeah, all of that was even limited. Maybe those routines took a hit. Maybe you were just focusing on everything else in your life that was going on and you, your fitness took a bit of a back step, yeah. came over to the peripherals. Maybe because of that, your diet, the way you were eating, whether you were just, maybe you were just stress eating like I tend to do. Maybe you were just eating because you were bored or eating things because of convenience. Maybe you weren't eating at all. Maybe your nutrition went completely out the window. Maybe mental health was part of that as well. 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of us. Uh, Maybe you were facing anxiety over the knockdowns you've experienced. Maybe you're battling with depression around that. Maybe because you weren't able to eat well or exercise, that's led to those things. You know, God doesn't want to leave us here. God actually wants to help us overcome. I love this about what Jesus calls for us. Uh, Paul even writes about it in 2 Corinthians. He says that we have the power to take our thoughts captive. That means that what we think, we're not subject to. We can actually grab the thought and submit it to Jesus to make it obedient to what he's got for our life. Don't let the enemy trick you with this. The enemy's going to put thoughts in your mind like you're not worth it. You're not valuable. Uh, It's 2020, so you can continue to do nothing. Those thoughts are there to trick us. Don't let the enemy trick you. Take hold of those thoughts. Every time you have a negative thought pattern or a negative mindset, grab that thought and say, no, I'm not going to be knocked down by this. I'm getting up. I'm giving it to Jesus. I'm going to pursue what he has called for my life. Get back up again. Yes, anxiety can be tough. Yes, depression can be tough. But God's got more for you. He's got peace and a plan for your future. Get back up again. And in saying about that, maybe even earlier this year, you'd found where God was calling you to be. You're calling, as per se. And you'd found opportunities to, to work out in that. But over this last season, those opportunities have fallen away. Maybe you've become discouraged or because those opportunities are disappearing, you've just felt, that wasn't God. That's not for me. No, I don't need to do that. I'll just find something else. Maybe you've become discouraged and you've given up. Hey, can I encourage you? What God's put in your heart is from God. It's not to be given up. It's to be pursued. And I look at Paul and all the knockdowns he experienced. Do you think he was questioning what God called him to do at some point or another? Of course he was. Like, 
after getting dragged out of that city, after just getting beaten with all those rocks, I think he's lying there going, maybe this uh, isn't for me. <laughs> well, he got back up and he went back into the city, but I'm sure he questioned, <laughs> I'm sure he questioned that, hey, what God's put on your heart is from God. God will make a way as God made a way for Paul, as God has made a way for me. I'm I'm sure there's many stories of God making a way here. God will make a way for you to pursue what he's called in your heart. So why don't you, don't let one or two knockbacks or setbacks hold you down. Get up again and pursue what God's called you to do. He'll make a way. Maybe your relationship with Jesus even took a back foot over the last season. Maybe you've never even considered pursuing that relationship. Can I encourage you that it's actually never too late? to take a step towards Jesus. He's not mad at you. He does not sit there with a little book, notebook, taking notes and all the times you should have turned to him, but you didn't. He doesn't sit there with a stopwatch waiting for that moment you came back to him and said, oh, it's been 62 years, Tavita, since you've talked to me. (laughs) He doesn't do that. God's not mad at you. He's not angry at you. He just wants you to take one step towards him. It's never too late. No matter if you're feeling knocked down, knocked out of life, Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at. He wants to help you get back up and pursue the future that he's got for you. It's not too late. Just take the first step. Yeah, this attitude of, but I get up again, you can apply this to every single area of your life, not just tomorrow, not next week, not next month, but next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, next 20 years. This is a concept that will actually change your life. This is a concept that will help you live the fullest life that God has for you. That's a promise of Jesus to give you a full life. And so can I encourage you? Hey, let's take this mindset, this attitude of, but I get up again. Yes, it's been a hard year. You know, don't disregard that. Acknowledge it and move forward. Yes, I got knocked down in 2020, but you know what? I get up again and I'll never get knocked down. Thanks to Jesus who's got my back. I love that. I love that we can get up again. So I've got some questions for us, uh, which I would encourage you. These are questions that I had to ask myself and be honest about and spend time thinking about. So I'd encourage you to write them down. Spend some time this week praying about them, thinking about these areas in your life. So number one, if we can get that one up, what's been knocked down in your life recently? And I ask that question because we need to think about this. It's actually really easy to not notice what gets knocked down. And I think that might be because of our pride, our ego. We don't want to face the fear of what's being knocked down. We don't want to face something that we were once proud of being knocked down. We don't want to look weak to those around us. We want to appear strong at all times. We need to actually intentionally seek out and look for what's been knocked down. And that leads, leads us to the next question. What have you left knocked down for too long? Yeah. Remember, the longer we are lying down in pain, the harder it's going to be to get up, yeah. the more it's going to hurt. So I'd encourage you, don't leave things knocked down for too long. Yeah. Ask yourself regularly, what's been knocked down What's been knocked down for too long? How are you going to get up and keep on going? How is Jesus going to help you get back up? Second question. What opportunities or calling, project or passion is God calling you to? Maybe this season has lit a new fire in you. Hey, why don't you get up and start pursuing that? What maybe is something that was knocked down from that first question that you can get back up and keep pursuing? If, as I said, if it's a call from God, if it's God's put on your heart, pursue it. It's from God. There's going to be a new opportunity. There's going to be a new doorway, but you've got to get up and you've got to pursue it. Jesus will make a way. It's up to you to chase it. Third question. What do you want the pattern of your life to look like? Will you stay down or will you get up again? When Paul was lying there after getting thrown however many rocks at him, like they, they thought he was dead. Think about what that would have felt like for Paul. Like he true would have felt dead. 
But he didn't let that become a pattern of his life. That was one of the first instances of him getting up and getting back to what God called him to do. He didn't say knock down. He got back up again. What do you want the pattern of your life to look like? Will you get up when you're knocked down? Will you face the challenges? Will you overcome with help of Jesus? Or will you just lie there in the pain? And I can promise you, the longer you lie in the pain, the harder it will be to get up. But I get up again. If you have to, sing the song. I found myself singing it a lot recently. I get knocked down, but I get up again. It's really catchy. But if you have to sing that attitude, but I get up again, that attitude's going to change your life. And so I'd encourage you. I really believe that that wasn't just a word for me in my season, but I believe it's something that God has got for each and every one of us. So why don't we pray about that as we go out this week? Jesus, thank you so much that you got our backs, that you're on our side. Thank you that even though we get knocked down, even though life throws things at us, the enemy tosses stuff at us, you know, we can get back up and you've got a greater plan for us. We thank you for the strength as we go out this week, this month, this year, our futures. We thank you for the strength that when life throws things at us, we just get back up. We just keep on going. We can pursue what you've called each and every one of us to do. We thank you for the great plan you've got ahead of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, why don't we all jump up to our feet? I just want to, I spoke earlier about a relationship with Jesus and it never being too late to consider pursuing that or to think about that. Hey, that's God's heart for each and every one of us, to have our back, to walk with us through life, to help us experience the great things that we've got. And maybe you've never considered that. And tonight, maybe it's the first time you're hearing about it or it's the first time you're in a long time hearing about that. I want to encourage you, maybe God's speaking to your heart tonight and that's something that you want to think about. It's as simple as taking a step towards Jesus. As I said, you can simply do that by, we've got a simple prayer that might come up on the screen, just talking to him and say, hey Jesus, can you get alongside me? I want to explore this relationship with you. You might say, come into my life. I want to follow you. If you pray a simple prayer of faith like that, Jesus is going to meet you right where you're at. And if that's you tonight, I believe... Levi, there he is. I need to go to Specsavers. Pastor Levi's got a, uh, some information on you. If that's you here tonight and you want to make that decision or you're making that decision in your heart right now, Pastor Levi's got some great information uh, that you can take and apply. But remember, get up again. Yeah. Hey, why don't we thank Pastor Matt? What an awesome message.